Following the 2014 release of Tusk, Kevin Smith brings Harley Quinn Smith and Lily Rose Depp back to the big screen to reprise their roles in Smith's new feature, Yoga Hosers. 15-year-olds Colleen Collette and Colleen McKenzie are on their smartphones constantly, sing in a small band, and take yoga classes. The girls will do just about anything to receive an invitation to a senior party, but when they discover the leader of a Nazi splinter group has been raising an army of monsters beneath the store where they work, the teens team up with a legendary manhunter, Johnny Depp, to stop the world-threatening uprising. Join the Colleen Coalition and get your tickets today for Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers in select theaters now. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm, like, the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Brain trust, the trustiest of all the brains. As you guys know, you are the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Glebe Squad, the Glebe Mob, the Glob, Glebe Nation, keeping it strong, the big Glebers and all of us, big Glebe in all the way, slowly overtaking Justin Bieber. We're going to do it eventually. Maybe I'll have to outlive him, or he'll have to quit music and move to a remote island um, and cancel his account and tell all of the Beliebers to go fuck off or something, but... By hell or high water, at some point we will overtake the swarmy swath, swatch, the wide swath of the world that is Beliebers. Because we've got more to say, even though I'm a fan of his music now. We've got more to do, we've got bigger brains inside of our heads. You know what I mean? We watch Idiot Test, we watch brain teaser game shows like Idiot Test that are still doing new episodes every Tuesday at 10 and 10.30, 9.30 Central on GSN, America's Game Show Network, uh, for several more weeks, new episodes. We um, care about the world, care about politics. We um, think, we use our brains, we don't tattoo our bodies every five seconds just because of it. Not that we should not tattoo ourselves sometimes. Oh, we should. We should, and we do. I don't, but a lot of people do, and I consider it. If I find the right one, thinking maybe a, you know, rainbow on my arse. Why did I say arse? Because I got a little weirded out by my own sentence and didn't want to say ass at the end of it. Perhaps one of those footprints of a foot on my foot. I would never do that. I really think those are pretty dumb, personally. Maybe a breathe tattoo on my wrist. I'm kidding. I remember to breathe on my own, as has been well documented by the fact that I am alive without a daily reminder in print for for myself to breathe. Um, I don't know if you guys have been watching the Facebook Live broadcast I've been doing, but I've been taking my free content for y'all to the next level as the first comedian in history to broadcast his entire headline set live on Facebook. I did it three weeks ago in St. Louis. 325,000 people watched it. So I did it two weeks later in Chicago, the next city I went to. 
375,000 people watched it over the course of the next week on Facebook. So I just did it in Minnesota over the weekend, and already over 50,000 people have watched it in just two days. And it's going to climb. I'm hoping this one, with the help of all the big Liebers out there, we're going to, I'm hoping we get over 400,000 views on this one. Go to facebook.com slash Watch the entire improvised hour and spread the word. Share it on your wall if you want. That would be cool. Tweet about it. I don't know. You know, just do do the damn thing. History is continuing, whether you whether you share it or not. So it's entirely up to up to Jew, and up to Christian and Muslim and Buddhists and atheists and uh, Taoists and anarchists. It's up to any religion person really. Doesn't your religion doesn't matter whether or not you share this post. That's the major point I'd like to strike home. Strike home, strike home, read all about it. X straight, read home, strike, ET phone home. I'm mixing so many metaphors of mixed media. Due slightly to delirium. Sorry, it looks like I didn't hear you correctly. Please try again. Yeah, no, you didn't, Alexa, because I didn't talk to you at all. Wish you wouldn't interrupt my podcast. Alexa, why did you interrupt my podcast? Hmm, I can't find the answer to the question I heard. Yeah, no, you can't, can you? Alexa, I want you to think about what you've done. Oh, uh, now I feel bad. Alexa, I'm sorry. That's okay. Alexa, maybe we can lighten the mood. Can you tell me a joke? What's the best Christmas present in the world? A broken drum. You just can't beat it. <laughs> What's the best Christmas present in the world? A broken drum, you just can't beat it. It's a good point. A little early for Christmas jokes, don't you think, though? Um, in every city I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it indefinitely as long as people keep watching in big numbers. Um, I'm improvising the entire hour of one show, usually my Saturday night, either early or late show. I announce it in advance which one. You come to that one, you're part of the show, and I do the entire crowd riffing off, the entire show riffing off the crowd. The rest of the shows are all brand new material that you did not see on my Showtime special, or did not buy on my album, Live at the Vortex. So, I mean, I'm giving you the content. All you gotta do is drink it up. Drink it up! Drink that milkshake! Drink it up, yes! That was a lazy version of, obviously, Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. Drink it up. The milkshake, yes. Yes, you should. Hello, drink it up. Just saw my reflection in the window while I was doing that voice, and I looked very, I looked, I looked odd, I looked sad, I looked unpleasant. I wish I didn't see, I can't, you ever see your own face and wish you could unsee it, because it changed your own self-image to such a degree that you question everything? I do. I do sometimes. Um, just so you guys know, I'm about to get into just, the quick four major stories of the week. It's going to be a short, short podcast. And we'll try to do a more full one next week in the midst of this madness. Uh, madness, yes. But just so you guys know why it has to be a short one. The midst of the two weeks, and I'm so excited about it. I want to be busy. But I'm in. I'm shooting these videos for college humor that take place. They're virtual reality 360 videos take place in the Oval Office of the White House. They're historical videos. I'm playing Henry Kissinger and Albert Einstein. I wish I still have to work on the voice tonight because I was weak. The Kissinger's pretty good. Uh, in three videos, Hillary Clinton video, if she were to win the White House, a Nixon video, and then FDR, I play Einstein. And um, shooting those tomorrow and the day after. Doing Comedy Juice at the Hollywood Improv. 
tomorrow night, um, Wednesday, uh, tonight when you guys hear this, Wednesday the uh, 7th of whatever month this is, 2016, the year of our Lord and everybody's Lord. Um, then on Friday, I have a busy day with meetings and a show, tell, Don't Tell My Mother show in, at Busby's East in Hollywood, where I tell a personal, very embarrassing story of how I lost my virginity. But you can also hear on Barry Katz Industry Standard podcast. It is very. It did not go well. Let's just say that. Uh, finishing writing a single camera comedy script I'm working on all weekend. After that, and then I fly on Monday to New York to do the Today Show on Tuesday morning. Um, my I don't know large numbers appearance on the Guys Tell All panel with my ladies Kathy Lee and Hoda. Then. I'm shooting some things on Wednesday the 14th and some meetings, and then I have a fundraiser show at the Comedy Store for my friend Robert Heyman, past podcast guests. Uh, theater companies opening the West Hollywood Stage Company. You can come to that show if you're going to be in the uh, West Hollywood area. Get a ticket to that amazing lineup with Elijah Schlesinger and Andy Dick and Mary Lynn Rice Cub. Uh, really great people. Um, then... I fly to Texas, where I'll be doing a show in Plano, Texas. A free show if anybody lives near Plano on Thursday, September 15th. Then Friday, September 16th and 17th, I'm doing shows at Hyenas in Dallas, Texas. Those are regular shows. One of the Saturday shows will be all improvised live on Facebook. You can watch it worldwide. You heard that, Chris Carter? You heard that? Okay, dog. Um, the next night is the Emmys. I'm just going to watch that, probs. Uh, then I'm back in town Sunday, uh, you know, that next night and the next night, Monday, fly Monday night or Monday afternoon to DC Tuesday, September 20th. I'm playing the Kennedy center, which is insane and a crazy honor. And I'm so excited. And that's a free show as well. You can come see me play the Kennedy center for free. If you live in the greater metropolitan Washington, DC area, and I watch a Dodger game with my dad when I'm back in LA the next day. And then I'm in town. There's the presidential debate start. I'm doing shows for that. Comedy Juice Squeezes, where we're going to do live improv over the presidential debates. And then I go uh, uh, to, and then uh, that's in those weeks, but then October rolls around. I'm headlining the Joy Theater in New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, as part of the Hell Yes Fest. Amazing festival with amazing comics. You can get tickets to see me do that 10.30 p.m. on Tuesday, October 11th playing Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale, California, October 14th through 16th. Seattle, I'll be headlining Laughs Comedy Club the 21st through 22nd of October. October 27th, you can come just party with me at the UNICEF Next Gen Masquerade Ball. I'm on the host committee for that, trying to raise money to help kids around the world. And I'll be in Boston on November 4th and 5th at Laughs Comedy Club. Quite a schedule coming up. I hope you catch one of the shows uh, in your town if I come by you and come out and support be be an in-person part of the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And it does make you extraordinary. I'm also selling random items now in my shows. Uh, at least I started doing it. I plan to continue. That I buy in your town. I sign them. And I sell them at a reasonable marked up price. And they're collector's items. They're one or two or three of a kind. And you get to have them forever. So keep that in mind. And we shake hands. We take photos together. It's a lovely time for everybody involved. Um, but on to the... Events that occurred during this last week on Earth. It's just four things I want to address. And then we'll be, you know, I'll be out of your hair. You go back to your day. I go back to my day. I'll be just sleeping. I'll be working on Henry Kissinger, Einstein voice, then sleeping. Um, Colin Kaepernick, okay? This big uproar 
outrage, an out outroar and an uprage may as well be because it makes no sense to debate. Everybody's just out of their mind. I get it. They're offended he won't stand for the national anthem. I forgot the whole point. Isn't the, the lyrics in the national anthem the land of the free? Isn't the whole reason America's great is that we have freedom? It is a free country that we have the choice to do what we want. We don't have to blindly bow down to our leaders or to a flag or to be blindly patriotic. I'm patriotic. I love this country. Most of us do. I'm sure Colin Kaepernick loves this country. He's a football player on some team, from what I understand. I haven't been following, you know, the 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 preseason of the NFL that closely. Forgive, forgive my sins, Father, for I have sinned to the fo- football father, football gods, my father. He cares more about baseball anyway. Um, but. That's the whole reason our country is great is we have the choice, to, we have the ability to protest. The freedom of our government doesn't crack down. The people should embrace it. In fact, that's what people in the military, many veterans are saying that. People are trying to say, oh, the veterans who fought and died for our flag. They didn't f- f- fight and die for a flag. They fought and died for the greatest nation on earth that is about freedom. Nobody's like, ooh, I love the color pattern on that. On the, on, I love the way, the way the stripes play off of those blue stars. They're white stars, firstly. Secondly, no one says that. No one says that because that's not why they fight. They fight for the nation's ideals, for what the nation stands for, for it being a bastion of freedom and hope in this planet. And that's exactly what freedom he's expressing by choosing to protest certain policies in the country, certain unofficial policies, but certain institutionalized racisms in our police departments and just towards black people in general that he feels as a black man are unfairly targeting and hurting and often killing the lives of innocent black people and thinks that we need to eradicate these ills. I do too. I agree with them. I personally wouldn't choose to not stand up for the national anthem. I get great pride because I think the national anthem stands for our foibles and our, and our struggles and our striving to be better. So that's why I honor that moment. But I honor it because of the very reason that that person can sit down and protest it. The only people I get, I would get, I do get angry at when they don't stand for the national anthem or even don't take their hat off. It's people that are just doing it because they're lazy or they're just being rude or they're on their cell phone or they don't care. Fuck those people. Take a minute and respect the country that gives you all this freedom. But if you're doing it on moral grounds, if you're doing it to make a statement, if you're doing it to protest something, there's nothing more American than that. That's a beautiful behavior to do. Again, one that I wouldn't do. One that most of us wouldn't do. So I take it back. I didn't mean to say it's a beautiful behavior to do. I mean to say it's beautiful that he can do it, that he has the right to do it, the freedom to do it. And he's bringing attention to it, and he's bringing up conversations, forcing these conversations in a way we aren't having. I'm talking about it. I'm a damn comedian, yet I'm talking about this serious thing because it's serious. And so, you know, I, I even think Obama's talking too soft around it when he says that point. He says he's all brilliant. A lot of attention to this issue that needs to be discussed. At the same time, uh, he's making it hard for people who are against him to hear past that, uh, to hear past that moment. Uh, I'm Yogi Bear. How uh, are you, boo-boo? And he said that all except the last part, obviously. Because Obama, I think, a little bit is too much talking on both sides of that issue like he does sometimes. He has a hard line to walk because people still, even eight years into his presidency, try to accuse him of being racist, of not being patriotic, of being against white people. And, I mean, you don't think people do that? 
the guy that might become president now just went up by one point in some stunning turnaround, and thank God he's still behind in most swing states, but just went up by one point in the most recent CNN ORC poll. Donald Trump is the one that started a lot of that shit. He's the original birther of the birther movement that made the president produce his birth certificate truly simply because of internet bullshit conspiracy theories based on no facts. And made the president produce his birth certificate and says, there it is. Uh, can we move on now? Yeah, but it could be faked. But you asked for it the whole time, so you got what you asked for and you still don't want to address it? It's absurd and rude. But the point is, there's a lot of that out there. And obviously Trump has stirred that pot. So if he's allowed to stir the pot towards negative action, people can also stir the pot towards positive change and say, I'm not going to stand up until things get fixed. Tiny grammatical point, he keeps saying he's standing up for what he believes in, Colin Kaepernick, when in fact he's not standing up for what he believes in. He's sitting down for what he believes in, and I think that's abundantly clear on account of that's what the whole story is. Uh, Donald Trump uh, made a big pointless show of going to a black church in Ben Carson's hometown and praying with them on a Sunday gospel church service and speaking to the church and then did an interview or didn't interview before with the pastor of the church with predetermined questions and with his campaign getting permission to approve the edit or alter the edit of the video before it is released. So that's a complete bullshit nothing. And no black person should think that when Donald Trump is generally speaking, except for this one public show he made, to all almost all white audiences, saying how he's going to be great for the black community, and so disrespectfully saying, what do you have to lose? What the hell do you have to lose? Okay? What do you have to lose? Alright? You go down the street, you're getting shot, you just get shot all the time, okay? I'm going to stop it. Makes no sense. Not all black people's like, experience in life is to go outside and get shot. Mr. Trump, Donald the Duck, as it were. And how are you going to stop it? Are you going to all of a sudden stop crime? You know, all of a sudden, overnight, change the the ingrained ills in our society? By what? By by being more divisive? By calling out racial and ethnic groups all the time and scapegoating them for our problems instead of having substantive plans? That's what you seem like you're trying to do all the damn time. It's not the way to do it. You don't... Call me stupid. But as far as I understand how things work, you don't calm racial tensions by stoking them. You don't let a angry bear sleep by stepping on his face while he's sleeping. That tends to anger the bear and make him even angrier than he already was. And bear's general resting state is pretty angry. Most bears have resting bear face. If you understand my point. And I think you do, and I know you do. Because we simpatico like that. Yes. I understand even Ben. Of course it's me, it's the return of Antonio Vanderas, who is here to talk to you with my wife, Melanie Criskicks. Criskicks. Who's here to tell you we both are supporting you, and you're talking about Trump, and the Kaepernick thing you said, and whatever you're about to say now about Hillary Clinton. I just want to say I missed you. I missed all of you. I missed the big leavers. I missed last week on Earth, whipping leave. And I hope you're all very well. Whoops! Wow, we got some old characters coming back tonight. We got Yogi Bama. We got Antonio Banderas. Shit, ain't gonna be no Paladin today, y'all. 
but she'll come back. In the future, Marty! In the future! Ooh, a new character. We gotta go back to the future! I don't know, dog. It, what's it's kind of heavy? Wow, I've never had a worse Michael J. Fox moment. That was a bad impression, but the Christopher Lloyd was okay. Christopher Lloyd was just a-okay. And Hillary Clinton, I mean, she just can't help but be shady. She still has to win because Trump truly is mentally unstable, and he's racist, and he's a child, and I really, truly, no joke, all kidding aside, fear that he will lead us into international conflicts and harm our long-standing relationships with our allies just because he doesn't know what he's doing and he's a baby. He has one meeting with the president of Mexico this last week and said they did not bring up who'd pay for the wall. Then immediately the president of Mexico takes it to Twitter and says, yeah, I, we did talk about it. And I said, there's no way we're going to pay for it. He lies. He gets in fights in one meeting with other world leaders. He's completely temperamentally and experience-basedly unfit to become president of the United States. Run for Congress first, buddy. Try to run for governor of California like other TV stars, like the current host, The Apprentice, did. And he did that before hosting The Apprentice, okay? You're doing it after, which I guess that order does make a little bit more sense. But point being, you're not ready for this. I've said it before, I'll say it again. You want to do all your divisive policies and have a platform to be the leader of some place? We give you a primetime, one-hour-a-week reality show called Trump Island. Your name in big golden lights and... You have on the island a Mexican guy and a Muslim and a black guy and women and you have maybe some of the Republican candidates that you beat in the primaries and you make them do whatever you want. You build a wall around the island, even though it's already an island, so you don't really need a wall. But you're still going to build a wall. It's going to be a gorgeous wall, okay? Okay? And those people voluntarily sign up for the show so they can deal with your bullshit. Let the rest of us be led by somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. But it's such a shame that Hillary is also so arrogant and greedy that they need to line their pockets so much and need to take so much money from the Clinton Foundation for themselves. A foundation that helps millions of people struggling around the world, so it's lovely in the whole for the planet, on, on, the, on the whole. But just has to move these little shady moments. And then again this week, more emails found that she claims she never never had, and that were deleted. She claimed she never deleted. And now she's claiming, oh, oh, emails marked C. She didn't know it meant classified. She thought it meant the order of paragraphs, like paragraph C. They're all labeled C. There was no B's and A's, though, but you thought it was C. I mean, it's not even a good excuse. It's not even a creative excuse. You should have said, I thought the C was for Clinton. Like, this is for Clinton's eyes or something. I just thought I'd write down on the moment a better excuse than you did. But you have to keep lying. And you have to keep being shady, and so it gives people that want to hate you a reason to hate you. And that's just making the election closer than it needs to be. Because while you might be shady, I truly believe you're shady in little ways of convenience and in political good old boy ways. But I believe that you're good in your heart. I believe Hillary's good in her heart. I've met her. We've been face-to-face. -face. She seems to be a good person with a good soul. I'm, I'm a very good judge of people's character, generally speaking. I've only been wrong a couple of times in my life about who people really were inside. And I think she wants to truly help. You can see that in her eyes. You can see her compassion about wanting to help people and the, and the work she's done her whole life, fighting for health care, fighting for children, fighting to make the world better. And Trump's just only always fought for himself. You just got to look at people's track records to know where they stand and then look into their eyes and get a sense of them. Is the person there to be funny or, 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 or for show only, or is there a soul behind it? Is there a heart behind it? 
You know, Gene Wilder died this last week on Earth as well. Had his last week on Earth. And it was so sad because he was such a brilliant, touching actor. A sublime, weird, subtle, beautiful actor and, com and, and comedic actor. Just could make you laugh but also touch your heart. And you could see behind his eyes that he was a good man. You could just tell it exuded from him. And that's what we need in our leaders. Someone that at least tips somewhere towards goodness. Somewhere towards morality. Somewhere towards caring, at least. We all make mistakes. We all have our foibles. But if overall, on the whole, you're a good person, I can feel comfortable with you as my leader. If overall, you're just a showboat, and you're only there for attention and for ego and to put your name on everything, not meant comedically, but, like, seriously, and you think you're the greatest gift on earth since since sliced i forget the end of those it sliced prunes i forget the point of it the how, how the saying goes but you understand the point look and figure out who somebody is and uh vote accordingly um in the last story the fourth and most impactful story for me this week and honestly a, a, a ray of sunshine Amidst all this madness. Um, a ray of sunshine. Uh, is. I'm, I'm, I'm almost at a loss of words to, to share the news. Because you might not even heard it yet. Taylor Swift and Timothy Middlesnatch. Middlesnatch? Tibble, Tibbles. Hinson Sprinks. They have broken up. They have broken up you guys. Brain trust. It's over. No more of that forced unpleasant relationship with T-Swift and the guy who looks like an elbow. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He looks like an elbow. His face looks very elbow-ish. Um, enough of the thing. I don't think against him, but he looks like an evil guy in movies because he does play an evil guy in movies. And, like, more more, more issues with T-Swift. I met her once, too. She seems sweet and nice. But, like, she's a little bit selling too much to, like, just always needing media attention at every single turn. And not when you need it on the way up, when you can when you understand it. But she's already at the very top. It's like, take a breath. Take a breather. Be single for a second. You don't go right off on from Calvin Harris, right? Who I don't give a fuck about or know about. I like some of his music that he, you know, just DJs up with his DJ up machine. Right into the next day, practically into another fucking dude so you can be all over the headlines with your love life again. Keep your love life a little private. And how about take a breather, take a breath between relationships? How does that sound? Just a moment. Give me one moment in time. And I know that my heart will be true. I am fairly certain of these words are wrong. And in fact, now I've also lost the melody. Give me one moment in time. And I know that I see and it's true. Please, Taylor Swift, take a short little break. From all the digs you've been hopping on to. You see my, see my point, Taylor? It's just, just take, a, take a breath. I had an eight-year gap without any serious relationship. Like one 
pretty fucked up girlfriend relationship in the middle there, but not the best situation. But mostly, I went eight years without a serious relationship and then had a great one with Rome, and that fell apart. And we're still great friends because it, I'm, I'm picking my spots. Pick your spots. In general, people that hop relationship to relationship, how lucky are you? you just happen to find your next dream person like the next week or two weeks after you're broken up. You just keep having to find the person you're supposed to spend the next several years, if not forever, with. How lucky are you? You run straight to a casino. Because you just can, you could win, hit that roulette wheel 30 times in a row and become a billionaire. Which I think you would be if you hit it 30 times in a row. Point is, I'm happy they broke up and hopefully Taylor Swift will be single now for like a year or two. Um, it's just advice, you know. Did you even like middle snaps? Timothy, Tim, Tam, Tamathan, Tamathan, Mandel's, Mandelaus, Mandel's, Mandelslaus? I don't know who he is. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. But his face just bothers me. This is the major point I'd like to make to end this podcast. And uh, to, to leave you with some food for thought. Um, again, disappointed in Hillary. But we need her to become president. I truly believe this in my heart. Trump, it'll be an alternate reality. We will shift into the alternate 1985 from Back to the Future. That won't be a bright day. There won't be no sunshine when she's gone. So obviously, I'm going to leave you with Bill Withers and Ain't No Sunshine when she's gone. Until last week, next week. This has been last week on Earth. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.